joining us right now to kick off our number three, one of our absolute favorites. And we had one of his coworkers, one of his compatriots on the show yesterday, Chevrolet, Apple Pie, Brett McMurphy, three things that scream America. You know what else screams America? Colin Wilson from the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus podcast, one of our absolute favorites here on You Better You Bet. If you're not following Colin on Twitter, you must correct this grievous error at underscore Colin one, Colin with two L's. And I have been informed by a little birdie that today is the day and now is the time that Colin will reveal who he bet many moons ago to win the Heisman Trophy this season. Colin, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, my friend, how you doing? I'm doing well. I've been looking forward to the day that I could give you some Heisman information. We've been waiting months, <laughs> months for this information. Colin, when, well, uh, obviously we want to know who the Heisman is like as soon as possible, but when, do you remember when we did this the first time you were like in Vegas running around shopping this bet and you were like, I can't tell you, but like, I'll tell you at some point we thought like, was it February or March? When were, when was the last time you were kind of out there shopping this stuff? Oh boy. Uh, I've actually been back two or three times since uh, I was mm. in, I was in for sweet 16. I was there for Arkansas, UConn, UCLA, Gonzaga. And I was, like, everybody was there for March Madness, but I was there running around town trying to get college football bets down. So it was, uh, <laughs> I'm like the only one in town running around for college football stuff. Well, without, without further ado, we've literally been waiting months for it. Is now the time. Colin, who did you bet to win the Heisman Trophy and why? I've known for months that it was always going to be a year where I was going to say Penn State is going to go to the playoff, uh, and that ties into Drew Aller. And, um, you know, I, I think I've said this a billion times, and I'll keep saying it. Mike Yersich is one of the best offensive coordinators in the nation. He was able to get Sean Clifford. Now, nobody wanted to bet on Penn State for years because Sean Clifford was a turnover machine. Mike Yersich comes in the last two years. Sean Clifford's numbers look outstanding. Like, we're talking three-to-one ratios and – turnover-worthy plays, big-time throws, everything that you need from, you know, a, a scramble perspective, a designed run, and passing, it was all there. So Drew Aller comes in last year. He has 70 dropbacks. He doesn't commit a single mistake. He doesn't have a turnover-worthy play. He doesn't have an interception. He's six foot five. He's 240. He's a behemoth of a man. He's got two unbelievable running backs behind him, a good offensive line, and the best defense in the nation. Some transfers, uh, I believe Dante Cephas in from Kent State from the Flash Fast comes in. He's going to be his number one primary receiver. Uh, the good news is Nick Singleton out of the out of the out of the backfield is going to take a lot of passes too. So there's going to be a lot of dump offs to, to running backs. Those count as passing yards. So I think the big question is: Is can Drew Aller win the Heisman? Well, if Penn State makes the playoffs, he's absolutely in New York, and that means that you can. Absolutely, you know, hedge a 25 to one, which is mostly out there. There's some 40 to ones out there on Drew Aller uh, that I've trying to, been trying to sweep up this summer. But uh, that is actually, I mean, I've been wanting to bet him all year and finally started taking aim in the spring. 40 to ones, 50 to ones, 60 to ones, but 25 to one, I think, is more valuable than taking Penn State to win the national title or to uh, go to the college football playoffs as Drew Aller to win the Heisman. Wow. Happy we finally got that on the record. Uh, I think a lot of people are probably pretty interested in that bet. Like, it's, And you're so right about Sean Clifford. It's real funny because he's on the Packers now and they like love him. And I'm like, how is that possible? But maybe he ends up being a good pro quarterback. I don't know. Um, as you were giving this explanation on Penn State, Colin, clearly a team that you like a lot this year. Think they can go to the playoff. That means you probably think they can win the national championship or come close. 
okay, there's like a really obvious flip side to this then because Penn State plays in the same division with Michigan, who is incredibly hyped this year. Harbaugh saying they're going to have more players drafted in the NFL. They're going to break the record for players drafted in the NFL. Obviously a team that made the playoff last year. And Ohio State's in that division, obviously, too. We'll have a new starting quarterback this year, but it's Ohio State, still a ton of talent. Both of those teams win totals around 10 and a half. So like you figure, okay, if Penn State goes to the playoff, they probably have to beat both of those teams and then obviously win the Big Ten title game or at least beat one of those teams. So one of them has taken an L and then they play each other. Like maybe they both go under. Do you like one or both of Michigan and Ohio State to go under 10 and a half if you like Penn State a lot? I think the floor for both Michigan and Ohio State is 10. So it's really tough to say like I like them to go under, but these are two teams that I'm not backing. Ohio State, because two new quarterbacks are there. We're having some changeover on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I don't trust Jim Knowles on defense to stop using cover zero in big games. Uh, Ryan Day is a, is a play caller, uh, has been questioned in times in the big games. Uh, can their new quarterback get out to two of the best wide receivers in the nation? A lot of questions there to, to answer. And then when you flip over to Michigan, they seem to get really hurt. Their feelings really hurt when I say, I think we've seen the ceiling from this team. I think we've seen as far as they can go uh, from an offensive, you know, coordinator perspective, instead of a co-coordinator situation, they're down to their their offensive line coach calling plays. Does that have an effect on the passing game with J.J. McCarthy, which something I learned at media days this year is that Michigan only runs like 25 to 40% of the plays they have in the playbook because of J.J. McCarthy. And, you know, the line of questioning that I had on that was you're saying that, we don't trust J.J. McCarthy to run certain plays, and the answer was absolutely. Uh, he's, you know, he gets a little wild, a little Brett Farvish with some of the things that he does, and they want to keep him in the pocket, and they want to keep him, you know, not causing turnovers. So I think, you know, at J.J. McCarthy's best is what we saw against TCU in the loss in the Fiesta Bowl last year. is just absolutely wild downfield shots. But at the same time, you know, running the quarterback position, he still is prone to causing turnovers. I, I think – you know, I, I think we've seen the ceiling out of Michigan. They made the playoffs. They were embarrassed both times they made it. Well, I mean, you lost to TCU, but the year before you were embarrassed by Georgia. I think that's the best that we're ever going to see Michigan. And at the same time, Penn State has elevated their play on the offensive side of the ball, and they still have the number one defense. So I could see a scenario where they're all 11-1. and one. They can all just trade shots on each other and be 11-1, and one, and that's where tiebreakers come in. Um, it's really hard to go negative on those two teams, but I would take the under on both. If I, if I had to take one or the other 11 or 10 win season, I'd say they're both 10 win seasons. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken, wonderful football Wednesday, talking college football with the great Colin Wilson from the action network and the big bets on campus podcast on Twitter at underscore Colin one. Colin, I want to ask you about prime time. Prime time. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders in Colorado. Big fight at practice this week. Deion getting everybody fired up. Win total in the market, three and a half at BetMGM, our show sponsor, Juiced Under. I like it. Like people look at the at the quarterback and say, oh, well, nepotism. Or like, or like his son's really good. The two coordinators, I think, are both really good as well. One was the head coach of Kent State leaves to become the offensive coordinator. The other has national championship experience coordinating the defense. Where do you come in on the Colorado win total this year? Obviously a hot button team, that win total sitting at three and a half. Yeah, I'm a, I'm under, but I think I'm around three. I mean, I'm I'm definitely below three. And you would say, well, then I've got to fire on this team and take the under on these guys, but it is heavily juiced. And I think one thing that you've got to worry about is at the end of this schedule, when you have a roster with this many transfers and this brand new coaching staff 
generally you're not going to see any fight out of the roster until they're not going to know each other. They're not going to have the chemistry. They're going to have anything until they get to the end of the season. So when you look at their November schedule of play, Washington State and Arizona are on there. Those are not going to be games where Washington State and Arizona are going to be like more than a touchdown against them. So when you look at see like where could they rack up the wins here? I mean, obviously they're going to get, uh, you know, those are two games that they could win in there. They have Stanford on the schedule that they host in Colorado. So there are, I mean, they're already 10-point favorites at, at Westgate in Las Vegas in a game, ahead, a game of the year look-ahead against Colorado State on September 16th. So there is an avenue for them to get to four wins. So I'm staying away from the win total just because in November when this roster turns around and they finally know each other and the coaching staff kind of feels like they're hitting their stride, they play Arizona and, and, and Washington State to close out the season. I can't imagine them laying down for Coach Prime. So it's a no play against me. But I will tell everybody that I talked to – I think I said this on the podcast on our BBOC preview of the Pac-12. I talked to 11 of the 12 coaches that are playing Deion Sanders this year. And all of them essentially said the same thing, that they want to kick his ass. And, and I'm, you know, you try to interpret that. And I look at these first few games on the schedule, the TCUs, the Colorado States, the Oregons, the USCs. If they want to put up 50, they could have 50 up by the third quarter, all of those teams. Well, Colorado State's offense is good enough to do that. So I think playing an over on each individual game or team total over on the teams they're playing at the first half of the season is good. I think backing Colorado in November on a point spread whenever their power rating gets blown to shreds is a better play. Okay, so maybe team total overs against Colorado. Since it's They're going to be just such a fascinating team all year. The market rates them like this experiment isn't going to work right away. Um, and maybe it doesn't. And maybe everybody, like Colin said, like all the coaches kick his ass and they score a billion points. Maybe it works a little better. Maybe it doesn't work at all. It'll be really interesting to see Colin referencing some of the look ahead markets with Colorado as well. Colin, there are 10 days until like meaningful college football week zero, a week from Saturday. We actually don't have that many shows, Nick and I, until that day. So maybe we talk to you again. Maybe we don't before week zero. Navy, Notre Dame, probably the most high profile game. Notre Dame about a three touchdown favorite in like two to three minutes here. Maybe a couple of your favorite week zero bets in case we don't talk to you before next Saturday. I am going to take an Ohio-San Diego State over. It's uh, kind of sitting on 49 in a lot of places. It, it did go to 49.5 at a couple others. I'm closely monitoring that. I would love to get a 48. Not sure I can get it. Uh, you know, you would think a San Diego State game is lined in the upper 40s. That seems pretty crazy. And it is. But when you consider that San Diego State's secondary is going to be a rebuild project here, and Brady Hope does not feel comfortable with his trench from an offensive and a defensive perspective, that means a team from the MAC like Ohio can come out and score some points, especially when you have a name, the name Rourke and a quarterback, and you have Sam Wiggles, at one of the most explosive wide receivers in all a group of five out there. Considering that San Diego State's going to struggle in their secondary, that is prime for Ohio to put some points up on the board. Now, who's going to win this game? I don't know. But the one big practice takeaway that I took from San Diego State on the scrimmage this past weekend, Jalen Maiden had like three touchdowns and like scrambled for like 100 yards. Uh, I don't know what's going on with San Diego State, but I, I want to bet this over so bad. I'm just kind of kind of sitting tight waiting for to see if this thing will drop. I don't think it is, and, and the more I see it clip up to 49.5, I might have to settle with an over 49. 49 is the current number in our show sponsor, uh, BetMGM. Colin, let's close with this. We have about a minute to go. It doesn't have to be college football, but it could be. Give us a, a bet that you've placed into the old account at some point since the last time we had you on the show that you feel really good about. It could be NFL, could be baseball, could be college football. Something new that you're really excited about, a bet that you've made, please, in about 60 seconds. 
I have Victor Hovland winning the BMW this weekend. Uh, you know, Victor, <laughs> you know, for, for whatever reason, fell off the leaderboard, kind of stalled on Sunday. Uh, if you follow him on social media, you know, it was just a lot of, I think there was some weather, some hum- humidity in there, and there was just some bad luck with some of the shots that he had. So I am all over Victor for the BMW. Hopefully it's not Patrick Cantlay. I'm kind of tired of seeing him win playoff uh, playoff uh, wins. But uh, I-, I do love uh, Victor outright at, uh, I believe, 16-1 to 1 everywhere. He's 3-1 to one to finish top five. Uh, this is a course that fits him. He has played it before uh, in the playoffs. So uh, I love Victor Hovland this weekend. But then again, I feel bad giving the audience that because I think I have a bet on Victor every single weekend at the golf schedule. But uh, this one I feel confident about. Colin, if we had enough time left, I would ask you if you echo my sentiments that the series finale of Succession might be the best series finale. I don't, I don't think it's the best show I've ever seen, but it might be the best series finale of any show I've ever seen. Maybe we could do that another time. The final scene with the siblings was absolutely electric. Colin, you're the best. We love having you on the show. Thank you for giving us the Heisman pick. Drew Aller, six months in the making. Absolutely love it. Check out the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Check out Colin's work at theactionnetwork.com and the Action Network app. Stay well, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. The great Colin Wilson joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Drew Aller. I think we had settled on. We finally on, got it. Yeah. I think like we kind of thought like it was just like the Caleb Williams no price, right? Not to win the Heisman right. at a big number. Thought he was just going to bet against a repeat for like laying a huge price, which I I think is going to happen. I think Caleb Williams is not going to win again. Aside from that, I've done like no work on the Heisman. And now this makes me want to be like, do I agree with that? People love Penn State this year. It's really crazy. Dr- Aller sounds A-L-L-A-R sounds like a bad guy in Lord of the Rings.